You're listening to Chew on That, and here's what we're chewing on today. And when I was younger, there were times that I had fear pushed into me, that if I didn't do something right or if I didn't get it perfect, then there was going to be a consequence or I wasn't good enough. And there, there's been times that fear has been pushed into me, but I've also pushed it into others. And I've intimidated people by how I've treated others when they don't act like me or sound like me or look like me. And I know for me, I've intimidated my family at times, like my kids without even knowing it. And I think that's because I didn't really know the meaning of what intimidation was. And we are not called to be intimidators. And that's not how God intended it to be. So today, I want to help you not to walk in intimidation, but to walk in love and a message called Intimidation Versus Love. Hey, hi, you're joining us for Chew On That. My name is Scott Eastman. I'm the downtown pastor for Life Church here in Green Bay. And the Chew On That podcast is one where we uh, dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the most current sermon series happening here at Life Church. Currently, we're in the Time Tested Truth series. And today we're uh, discussing Pastor DJ's message on intimidation versus love. And joining me today is my very good friend, Jesse Kudin. Say hi, Jesse. Hello. I'm so glad that you're joining us today. Like, Thanks. I I, uh, I dig you, and so. But I wonder if a lot of people just don't know who you are, because so much of what you do here at church it happens behind the scenes. So maybe you could just tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I have the joy of being a part of, as you said, a lot of what happens behind the scenes. Part of uh, my role um, is to uh, support um, our tech teams, and so uh, specifically, uh, pretty much most or if not everything related to audio and the live sound experience that happens in the room uh, in our De Pere building. I also oversee like a lot of the lighting uh, and um, just kind of the, some of the systems tech that goes with our services, our in-person services, as well as um, like post audio production for um, our online uh, services, video content, things of, of that nature. I also get to help out um, playing drums on the stage and help lead worship. So it's a party. Yeah, yeah for sure. A lot of people want to know, I think that between kids ministry and creative, those are the biggest teams on staff. Like if there's, you know, of the people that we've got both from a volunteer standpoint and from a paid staff standpoint, I feel like those are like that's who makes up most of staff here at Life Church, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, because I mean, so much of, I mean, certainly kids, because I think we're, we do kids really, really well, but I also think that we do creative really well. I think that our that our worship is always really great when it's live, and um, I feel like the stuff that we do online during the week, mm-hmm. I feel like that's all really super well done, really polished, really high end, and I, it, not that we need to be fancy, but I do like the fact that everything we do seems to be excellent, you know, and I feel yeah. like, yeah, you're a big part of that. Yeah, so. well, and uh, I'll give Jonathan Pierce, our creative uh, pastor, um, a big uh, shout out in that regard, because he knows how to keep um, a good, healthy culture and heart behind it, while also how do we have... Um, high excellence in what we do. And, and, uh, I think that speaks into our, 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 our big, uh, like value at life churches to reach the people of the 920 and beyond. And so there's a huge culture of innovation and creativity that is huge. And I'm glad to be a part of it. It's That's cool. It's stretched me and, uh, and grown me and, uh, yeah, I love it. Are you uh, from the area originally? Uh, yeah, born and raised in the Appleton kind of area. Uh, it's weird if you're like any, if you're north of Kakana at all, it's Green Bay. 
Yeah. But if you're Kakana or like South Kakana, Kimberly, you know, combined locks or whatever, like that's considered Appleton. And so my whole life, I was more so like identified in the Appleton Fox Valley area. Uh, but really like, honestly, it's probably an equal drive for me. I live mm. in Kakana. So that's really in, uh, between it all, which I love. Gotcha. So. And you're married, mm-hmm. married five and a half years to my lovely wife, uh, Michaela. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Five and a half years. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And then when you're not uh, doing uh, work here at church, you also have a side business, a side hustle. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a, Small uh, AVL production and media company that... AVL stands for audio, visual, and lighting. Yep, yep. Um, that uh, focuses on, I guess, kind of a lot of different things. So, I, you know, f- the word focus <laughs> uh, is funny. But uh, a lot of, like, live sound for events, uh, including... that also includes lighting, uh, so stage, things of that nature. So anything you need for live events, but then there's video, um, creation, uh, shooting, live streaming, all that kind of stuff. Uh, took off a bit more this past year with shutdowns and things needing to be virtual. So live streaming has been really popular, but I work with uh, a lot of live music and venues in the Fox Valley area. That's awesome. Yeah. And then just tell me just a little bit about like your Jesus journey. Have you always been a church person or? Yeah. So I grew up, uh, born and raised kind of in a Catholic community and family. Um, and so there was always a religious aspect to um, our our life growing up. Um, I mean, every Thursday, went to Catholic school up until um, up until high school. But every Thursday, you know, we had we had mass uh, Thursdays and then, you know, mass on Sundays. And so very Catholic uh, upbringing. And then um, kind of as I transitioned, well, Got into high school. I uh, started playing in a in a rock and roll cover band, and so like my life really became more about uh, that. And so like the church thing kind of fell off. But mm. then um, it was through a connection that my mom had with actually one of my middle school teachers that um, introduced us to a local church in the area that was um, kind of a different thing. You know, they had music and uh, like a different kind of music. It had a bit more of a modern twist to it, and I was like, "Whoa, this is." kind of cool. It caught my eye. And so with the music background that, um, an interest that I had, it just, it was, it was different. So I was like, Oh, I didn't know church could be like this. And so it was from there. Then that interest just grew and developed and created, um, friendships that ultimately led me to a relationship with Jesus, uh, being a personal walk and, uh, something that I just carry with me now, you know, so yeah, I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. Thanks. I'm glad that you're here. So let's, um, let's just jump right in and, uh, and listen to the first sound clip from pastor DJ. Intimidation. Check this out. Intimidate. It means to make timid or fill with fear to make timid or fill with fear. Another definition says to force into or deter from some action by inducing fear. And one thing we do know is that this does not come from God. In 2 Timothy, it says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Intimidation is something that comes from our enemy to manipulate and to rob us of something. Intimidation doesn't want to see you and I live up to our potential. 
Yeah, I feel like so much that's, uh, and I think that DJ talks about that quite a bit in his message, but I feel like Satan wants us to feel small. Mm-hmm. He knows that as as children of God, as um, citizens of heaven, like we have everything we need. Like we've got all the hope, we've got all the joy, all the strength, all the courage we need if we just knew how to tap into it. Yeah. And so like I really feel like he's really skilled at making us feel small or really skilled at making us convince ourselves that we're not good enough or not big enough or not strong enough. Yeah, for sure. And I think like the enemy is smart because he'll even take something that can be a God thing and just manipulate it like one degree. I mean, even when uh, he was tempting Jesus, like in the desert, yeah. he, he quoted like what was scripture and tempted Jesus to like give in. Why don't you, like, you could turn that stone into bread. Right. And like, so he, the devil is smart. The enemy is smart and he can just take something that can look really good. An apple, an apple is meant to be like healthy and delicious, but like can just twist the situation and and manipulate it in, in such a way that like can just trip us up. And so like, we just have to be, uh, on our game knowing scripture, knowing, nope, this is the way God actually meant, or this is what God meant when he said that, or, or this is the situation, you know, um, things can be taken out of context and all, it just takes one, one little degree and just it can set you in a totally different. Yeah, for path. sure. Cause I just feel like if you can keep us distracted, yeah, like that's the whole purpose of temptation and lies and deceit and everything else that the right. enemy is up to is to keep us distracted from what God has for us or God wants from us or what God hopes for us. And so if he can keep us distracted, then, you know, like we're not on, we're not on, I think you said on our game, we're not on point. We're not, you know, sticking to the map or the plan. And, you know, and so the, the closer we get to the plan or the closer we get to the goal, I feel like he tries even harder to distract us or play even play up our uh, insecurities or our timidity. I don't know if timidity is a word. It seems like it would be a word. Yeah. I like mean, our, I don't, I'm not a dictionaryist, but I feel right. like it's a word. Yeah. I definitely don't feel like dictionaryist is a <laughs> word. Exactly. So yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe take my take right. my opinion very. But I feel like that's when he and he comes on even harder. Like he like gives us a full court press, like at the end of a basketball game, when they're you know not just a half court like defense. They're like, I'm going to guard you the whole way down. I feel like that's what Satan does when he feels like we're getting close, mm-hmm. you know, to making an impact. Right. You know, do you see that in your life at all? Has it ever been a thing? Yeah, I usually feel like. Um, like when when I feel like I'm being attacked, that's usually a sign that like okay, I'm either getting really close to something that God wants me to crack in my life, or um, like I'm or I sometimes I just know okay I need to press harder. Yeah. I need to press harder against this, and and I don't want to spoil it, but I think DJ gave some really great tips later in the right. message about right. like how to combat some of that, and I think honestly it can be as practical and as just real and every day as just get into scripture. Um, because if, again, like if you don't, if you're not understanding, like if you know of scripture, like I think that's different than if like, you know, right. scripture. Right. And I think knowing scripture versus knowing like of scripture is such uh like, that's a, like, that's our armor. That's our ammunition at times to, to go, okay, the, this is what the devil is hitting me with, but I know that this is true in my life based on scripture. So like, that's the first thing that like people can 
do, I feel like, to combat some of the lies and the deception of the enemy and just just holding that close to to your heart, you know? I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. I dig that. See, right here, they start trying to put doubt in Nehemiah. They try to get him to second guess his calling, making him think he isn't doing what the king wants. And isn't that just like the devil? To make us question our purpose, to make us question who we are, to make us question, do you really have that authority? To make us feel like maybe we are wrong. I was talking at uh, downtown church um on Sunday night and I was talking about how like uh, I feel like being timid has always been part of who I was and it's it's weird because I, I've got like a big personality I've got a big presence physically and so there's you know like I, I'm sure that people don't look at me and think like I'm timid but like I'm just like a church mouse like I just I'm afraid of doing the wrong thing or making someone mad or getting you know beat up or getting made fun of or whatever right and so I don't know if that's like a you know a thing with my dad being the youngest of six kids or if that's I don't know what it is but it's like it's definitely a thing for me and that and when DJ said isn't that just like the devil to convince us that we're not who we are right and um, and so I would look for validation in who I was and all the people that I had relationships with. So whether that was my parents or whether that was my spouse or my second spouse, not like in a sister wives kind of way, but just like, you know, after one yeah. marriage failed and there yeah. was another spouse, <laughs> you know, or my kids even, or my friends or my, my bosses or my pastors. And so I would be scrambling for them to say, Hey, you're great. Hey, you're doing great. Hey, sure. you're super smart. Hey, you're super funny. You're super whatever. Right. And I'd be looking and for one reason or another, bad luck. I don't know. I never was in a relationship with people that were like really good at that. There's some right. people that are just fantastic at that. They're just like are so encouraging and so uplifting. And so, but I just, I don't know. I never got around to those people. And so I spent most of my life, you know, 45 years of my life waiting to have a person that would do that for me. And then I found out that I was waiting for people that I wasn't supposed to be waiting for. They were supposed to find all that in who I am in God. And then I'm everything God says that I am. And so once I started tuning into that, then I started to hear more clearly. And I and then I saw it in me. And so that changed my timidity into a, a more of a confidence. And so that I feel like sometimes now my confidence matches, you know, my emotional presence or my physical presence. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, but 45 years is a long time to waste, you know, believing Satan's lies, I guess. Yeah. But I don't see even from my seat in this conversation, like God used all of those things in your life to bring you to this point that, that you could realize that. I think there's, I think some things are just required for us to, go through in order yeah. to be in that spot that God would say, this is exactly where I want you now in order for you to understand that you don't need to prove it to these people or you thought you were chasing this, but yeah. really what you were chasing was, was my love was, uh, things that only I can fulfill in you, um, dreams that only I can give you, yeah. you know? Uh, and I think we have to go through, like, I think a lot of people just want to get to the, that place without all of the, all of the ups and downs and the, and the weaves in and out and, yeah. and, and all of that. And yeah, I mean, I love, 
I think I think just the fact that DJ pointed out like that the devil will always make a second guess like it it's like the first thing to identify it because if we don't identify it we can't be aware of it and so like for me I usually need to point out um like what are the things that I uh need to recognize that the devil is trying to trip me up and then I can like get in the ring with that and process it if I haven't like identified it. And it just goes back to like the Adam and Eve thing. Like, did God really say? Mm, So yeah, doubt is something that he always is trying to leverage. And I just feel like as long as we're trying to find that value or that worth or that love in other people, good as they might be, they're always going to let us down because they're not perfect. There's only one perfect. And so that's what you need to rely on. I'm reminded there's this, uh, old country song called looking for love in all the wrong places. Oh yeah. And yeah. so, um, Johnny Lee, I guess it was. And <laughs> sure. so like, I feel like we do that as people a lot mm-hmm. and we all do it, whether we're people of faith or people that are Jesus people or not, we're all looking for love. And we're, in the end, we're all looking in the wrong places yeah. for it. Yeah. But that's the beauty of this. That's, that's the beauty of this, of this spot that we're in is God has made, uh, it was a Billy Graham that said, um, a God-shaped hole. Yeah. Here's, let me tell you this. My whole life, I thought that was a Billy Jam, Billy Jam, a Billy, <laughs> Billy Jam, Billy Graham quote, but it turns out that Pascal said it first. And so Billy oh. Graham was quoting Pascal. And I don't know if Pascal had a last name or if that was his last name. Was it Joe Pascal? I don't know. No clue. But anyway, Pascal said it first, but you're right. Like, so keep going. Yeah. Sorry. And like, that's the beautiful thing is, um, there's this God-shaped whole as cheesy as that may sound it's it's true it's just part of our human condition and um like we sing a song here often and the first lyric is there's um there's nothing that you're uh crap now i'm botching it but there's nothing i want that your love can't offer Mm. you know yeah and i love i love that song and then actually the bridge says no matter how far i run i run into your into your love and, and like, there's that picture that, um, I feel like, and this is kind of a little, kind of unrelated to the topic today, but like, I love that picture because I feel like in my life, no matter how many times I find myself like actually running away, um, like God is still like, no matter how far I run yeah. and, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's just a, that's a beautiful picture for me to, I guess, um, you know, um, imagine or, 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 or whatever. But, um, yeah, I guess that's just the, the beautiful situation we're in is that like God designed us for relationship, but then like ultimately can satisfy that. Like yeah. sure. He puts people in our lives, in our lives to, 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 to have connection with, but like ultimately it's, it's a relationship with him that is going to, like ultimately satisfy us. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm coming to find that <clears throat> when I can complete myself in him, I have more to offer the people that I was looking for value and worth it. Yeah. So yeah. now I'm a better husband. I'm a better right. father. I'm a better friend. I'm a better son. I'm a better pastor. I'm a better, all these things because I, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not trying to get something out of this relationship. I'm trying to just pour mm. into this relationship. I don't need to get from so my good. wife, you know, uh, her approval or her right. pride or her whatever. Like I've got all that. So mm-hmm. now all I need to do for you is just love and serve right. and, you know, cherish you. And now you're a better 
husband. Right. You're a better friend because you're centered in the very thing that you're meant to be centered in. Like I remember, you know, like being younger and in school, like, um, you know, getting feelings hurt by this girl or this yeah. girl. And like, there was just one summer I specifically remember like just this impression or this feeling or this thought that I felt like God had like spoke to me. Like, don't you realize I made you this way? Yeah. Like, so do you really think that I'm going to like just leave you out to be alone or, or and, and, and for some people like that's uh, you know, that is a path for them. But like, I felt like God said to me, Jesse, I've put uh, the desire for relationship in your heart for a reason. Don't you think that I'm going to be faithful to that is essentially like what it came down to. Yeah. Um, and it, it wasn't until I was okay being single and stop chasing relationships like that. Then I actually met um, who is now my wife. Like I had to be okay. Um, not being in a relationship like, mm. um, and so like, I think how this applies is, is like insecurity stems from, um, being centered in the wrong place. And, uh, when we can be centered in the right place, the things that we're trying to chase after ultimately, uh, we'll find like what we're actually looking for when we look for it in the right place. I, I guess is what I'm trying to say, but yeah, I, I was not going to be a good um, boyfriend or husband until I was okay with not being yeah. a boyfriend or, or 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 having someone to like fulfill that. I was insecure, and I probably just you know uh, pushed people uh, away because of that, because of being centered and looking for that. Uh, validity or, or whatever yeah. um, f- from from the wrong. I'm places. glad you had to fig- I'm glad you had to figure that out because I really like Michaela. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> now there are spreading rumors and lies about Nehemiah, and if this is not what happens nowadays to us, like I don't know what is, because this is thousands of years ago, and we are still facing the same very real enemy in our lives. Nehemiah replies, and I love this, he replied this, there is no truth in any part of your story. You are making up the whole thing. They were just trying to intimidate us, imagining that they could discourage us and stop the work. So I continued the work with even greater determination. Yeah, I... I thought it was great that DJ made this parallel with Nehemiah and the project that he could put on because it was like, it was a job that he got from the king, right? And so, and there was, there was enemies of the king that wanted to dissuade him or um, distract him or, you know, I don't know, stop him straight up. And so I love that that, that rings true today because we're on a, a mission from the king. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, a lot of us don't look at it that way. A lot of us just look at our faith as, well, I mean, I just go to church on Sunday. What are you talking about right now? Right? Like, we don't mm-hmm. think that we're on a mission. But we're, you know, I feel like when when people ask Jesus what we're supposed to be doing, Jesus um, Jesus said, listen, I need you to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, which is from the Old Testament, Deuteronomy or something. And then, uh, and, but just as important, I need you to love your neighbor as yourself, even the ones you don't like. 
And then I need you to go and make disciples of all the nations. Go and tell the good news to everyone. I'm baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Like, that's our job. Right. It's not Pastor Sean's job and Pastor Sonny's job. It's not my job. It's all of our jobs. And so we, we have this mission. We have this thing that we're supposed to be doing. And so Satan's going to try to keep us from doing that. And as long as you are just sitting on your couch from uh, 12 o'clock on Sunday until 1030 when you leave for church the next Sunday, if that's all you're doing is nothing, then like the Satan doesn't have to worry about you. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're, if you don't feel like uh, at some point you're a threat to the, to the enemy, I mean, maybe, maybe you should ask yourself like, am I a threat? Yeah. I mean, I've certainly had to ask myself that like, like is the devil, uh, like mad at me. Does the, de- does the devil hate me or does yeah. the devil love me? Right. Right. Man. Like if there's nothing else that I want to walk away with out of this conversation is does the devil hate me or does the devil love me? Cause I definitely don't want the devil to love me, but like, right. what if he, what if he does? And I'm just like, not thinking about it. I'm not aware of it. Like I think w- the phrase I got uh, from that last clip was like, keep the truth in front of you. Like I have to keep that in front of me because those lies are going to come in and like the devil's going to even use a God thing and just twist it. Yep. But like, you got to keep the truth in front of you. Yeah. Um, and Nehemiah was, he was um, like, he was consistent. Like he, he worked harder. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't uh Oh, well I'm experiencing this. Like maybe, Maybe that's a sign that I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. No, he like, he went back to what he knew to do and he worked harder at it. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people, myself included would say, oh, this isn't working out. Maybe that's a sign like that, that I just shouldn't be doing this, but rather in fact, he, he worked harder. Um, I forget the word that DJ used, but Determ- more, more diligently or determination. Yeah. Determined? Greater determination, yeah. man. That was very applicable yeah. for me, like to go, what, am, what in my life, what, what in my life have I just like identified as, oh, this isn't working. Maybe that's not for me, or maybe I need to step away from that or whatever, but, but no, nope, uh, work with greater determination as yeah. a result of this opposition. I was like, step one. Yeah. So good. Yeah, that is good. I just... You know, I was thinking while you were talking about how, like in our lives, I mean, we certainly have to work, right? We have to like pay the bills yeah. and we have to, you know, I don't know, be parents to our kids or spouses to our spouse or, I mean, it's, like, it's not like we can, it's not like we can be determined to do God's mission every minute, <clears throat> but what, it, like, I wonder what we're doing when we're, when we're not working or when we're not spousing or we're not parenting, like I just, sorry, I should have focused on this. I just, I wonder what we're doing instead of doing God stuff. And by God stuff, I mean like loving our neighbors, right? Like what are you doing to make a difference in your neighborhood or in your city or in your state or in your world? Like what are you actually doing? And, and sometimes I feel like hmm. uh, some Jesus people will like, 
you know, I think post stuff on Facebook or, mm-hmm. you know, Twitter or something. And like, I'm taking a stand for like, and okay. I mean, that's great. Yeah. But I mean, that's shouting into a barrel. Like what right. real difference are you making? Like right. what, what real coat are you giving to someone that's cold? What real meal are you giving to someone that's hungry? What real presence are you bringing to someone who's lonely? Right. And the, those are the things that, I mean, the Bible couldn't be more clear that that's what we're supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah. And like, we're not doing any of that. Sometimes we'll pay to have some other organization do it for us, but like, we're not doing it. And I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but like you definitely should be doing it. And so not all of us are evangelists and can knock on doors and bring people to Jesus, but like for sure, all of us can be loving the people that God puts in our way, including the people that are at work. And so we should be working and living and, and, and friending in such a way that people wonder what we have, like what makes you so different? Yeah. Right. You know, and wants, and, and then like they want some of that. Mm-hmm. And so that's the mission that we're all on. And if you're not tending to that mission, then like you said, the devil loves you or, or worse, the devil is even aware of you. Yeah. Like, or he's like, like, I'm not, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, no problem that there. person, I'm not concerned. Yeah. yeah. They'll, yeah. they'll do their thing. And yeah. 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 It's like that. It's like that social media meme that I want to be the kind of person that when my feet hit the ground in the morning, you know, the devil says, Oh crap, he's up. Right. Right. Like I, right. I want, like I want to be on the devil's radar. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's good. The devil is a liar. He wants to stop the work. He wants to stop the work of you building your marriages, stop the work of you building your families, the building of your future. So he will tell you whatever he can to stop you, but work with an even greater determination. There it is, determination. Yeah, man, and he talked about Sorry, I, I, I'm no, kind of jumping right yeah, in. Go, go. He talked about family, and gosh, holy cow. If there is if there's one thing that when done well and when done, like, right, as God, like, intended, if there's anything that is the biggest threat to the devil, it is family. Mm. Like, because you look at all the components of a family, like mom and dad and that relationship, and then, you know, father to son, that relationship and, and, and mother to daughter, mother to son and father to daughter and all those relationships hold or like they possess like fundamental, um, components in a parts of who God is like. And so when we can, uh, function in that unit really well, I'm, I'm telling you, like, uh, there are, there are people in my life that I know that are saved because of how they've witnessed other family yes. function. Like, I mean, I would not be uh, the person I am today and God would not have worked in my heart like he has if it, if it weren't for uh, some key families and like other, other dads to me and other moms to me, like, oh my gosh, I would be uh, like even more messed up <laughs> than I right? than I am yeah. right now. You know, like there's been so much healing in my life as a result of other family units. And uh, gosh, I think like that is in, in, in the way of that, like the church is God's plan a like for the world, right. the, like the redemption of creation. Right. Like I think the family unit is like one of God's greatest tools, greatest maybe illustrations of like who he is and the relationship that he wants to have with his creation. Like, so I love it. 
the fact that DJ mentioned family, like the devil hates your family. The devil wants your family to be jacked up. Yes. And for anyone like listening, if your family, it like, isn't a great dynamic, you need to know like that that's the, like that's from like the devil. Like, and you need to, Maybe not see your husband or your wife as the enemy, but like that realize that the devil loves this right now. And so, gosh, maybe the best way to get back at the devil is figure out how to, how to treat your wife, your wife better or figure out how to say sorry better. Like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you know, I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Cause I I mean, cause what I hear you saying is that the devil hates unity in our families. Oh, so much. Yeah. Right. And so, because if there's, if there's unity, there's strength. Yeah. Like you can't go to a wedding, right. Without some priest talking about how three strands are better than one because you can never yep. break three strands. Yep. Right. And so three is better than is, is or four is better than three and five is better than four and six is better than five. Yeah. And so like, I mean, the more strands you have that are working together, that are, you know, a unit together, like yeah. the more Im- unbreakable, yeah. which is a movie with, Mm, unbreakable unbreakable with, with bruce willis was it like after was it like after like was it m night Shyamalan? i don't know movie? and i'm a movie person hmm. and anyway I don't know. but the more Liam unbreakable Mason? it is <laughs> jack bauer oh yeah, wait, no abe just got invited different. to go to the movie with his friends to go see the marksman which i think is a <laughs> liam he Neeson. is in the marksman yeah yeah i'm like i don't know that that's really like abe's kind of movie like why would mm. he go see like i don't I don't know. Oh, it seems gotcha. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Because they, like you, uh, right now at our theaters, you can um, rent out the whole theater for a hundred yep. bucks yeah. and like you can have up to 20 people. And so I've actually thought wow. about it just for the experience because I really, that was always my thing. Like I loved going to the movies and Heck just yeah. like forget about my life for a second. Not that I'm my life <laughs> for worth sure. forgetting, but it's just like <laughs> I love the dark and like the no dogs and no kids and no. Oh, but the experience. Right. I mean, and you got, in, in my opinion, like, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a picky movie goer. You mm. gotta sit three quarters of the way back yes. in the middle, in the middle. Like I'm and, and as an audio guy myself, I'm just like, and you gotta go to the, the big theater because yes. like the sound systems in there are right. so much better right. for all y'all that are checking out right now. I'm sorry. I'm, I am a right. nerd for yeah. sure. No, I'm, I'm a, I'm a new movie snob as well. Like I feel like I want my eyes on the same level as most of the characters eyes, mm-hmm. you know, like where they'd mm-hmm. be like, like you had said, like two thirds of the way back, which is about two thirds of the way up on the screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right in the middle. Yeah. And I'm mad if there's people in the middle, I'm like, you don't even care about this movie. Why are you sitting right. in the middle? Right. right. I care about this more than you. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I've got, and I also have to have popcorn. Like I can't, if I sit in a movie without popcorn. Yeah. I'm like, why am I here? Why am like, I even here? Yep. <laughs> You know I mean? It's not even that great of popcorn. It's just like, I've got to have it anyway, unbreakable. And so the devil hates when we're unbreakable and that's, and that's our biggest strength, both as a, a family and then especially as a Jesus family. And so make sure that your kids know who you are in Jesus. Make sure that mm. your kids know that you know Jesus. So if you're trying to hide that, or if you think that makes you weak, or if you think that's cheesy, or you think that's, I don't know, old fashioned, mm. let me get over that. Yeah. Right. Because your children need to see that you have strength and your strength comes from Jesus. And so, cause otherwise, like, what are you even doing? And yeah. so if you're, if you're going as far as like going to church on Sunday, then like have church be pervasive. I don't know if that's the right word. I don't know why I'm asking you cause you're a dictionaryist, but like <laughs> our faith should be pervasive in everything that we do. They should see it in how we act. We shouldn't be cursing at other drivers on the road. We shouldn't be cursing at them. We shouldn't be, you yeah. know, all these other things. Like we should be living like Jesus in our houses to make Jesus real to them, to make that love real to them. And that's our obligation. 
As long as you say you're a Jesus person, that's number one on your list. And if you don't have that done, nothing else matters. You can make all the money in the world. Mm -hmm. You can go to all the trips to Disney that you want. You can have all the fancy three-row SUVs that you want. (laughs) But if your kids don't know that you love Jesus and your strength comes from them and that you love him in his name, then you're failing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So good. But the devil, the enemy, what he does is divide. Like that's like the opposite of unity is division. Yeah. Well. Just multiplication, but we're not talking about no. Math. That's a different. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a different division. Yep. Yes, yeah. but divide like so, and I think it happens without people again like recognizing. Oh, there's there's division that's happening. Like, it's okay to fight, but like it's not okay to divide. Yeah, it's okay to fight with your spouse. Yes, but don't divide. Don't. Don't let that division happen. Right. Yeah. And so this whole thing, I love that you talk about this because the whole thing that happens in our heads, if we feel like we were asked a question by our spouse or our spouse was making an accusation against us or picking a fight, we might say. Sure. All that story that happens in our head after that, the story that we write, the narrative that we yeah. write, that's all Satan. Don't, yeah. You yep. can't He's let your- making that all, Oh, I know what she means by that. I bet that she, and you know what? There was that one time where this happened and you know what? I bet that was this thing. And then like you do this whole thing and yeah. you spiral out of control. So by the time, next time you see your spouse, you're like mad, mad, mad. Yeah. And you come at her and she's like, I don't even know where this is coming from. But then she comes at you and she says stuff that she doesn't mean. You're saying stuff that you just made up that's not even true. And Satan is like, like giggling, right? Because yeah. now he's one, right? That's the kind of division you're talking about. Yeah. And so he yeah. does that to us in our relationships with our spouses, in our families for sure, like we're talking about, even in our heads. And I was, uh, there's this uh, friend of mine who's really struggling right now, just trying to figure out like where he is in the world. And he's a, he's a recovering addict and he's just trying to figure it all out. And like, I can see the division that's happening in his own head of like who he wants to be or who he knows he could be and who he was. And those things are divided, right? And like ones and Satan's just playing that trick on him over and over and over again. And I'm like, dude, just walk out of the room. Like just step out of the room, like not the physical room, room, but like in your head, just get out of that room. Yeah. No, that's huge to, to say, Division doesn't even need to be between you and something outside of you. Yeah. It can be a divide between who God says you is. That's right. Who yeah. God says you is. Yeah, totally. <laughs> who God says you are. Yes. And who you feel you are or or who who you feel like you're not. Like, yeah, yeah absolutely. No, that's really good that you point that out. He knew he had authority from the king. And you and I, when we, we may hear those voices, we may hear the mocking, we may hear the lies that tell us we can't do this. But I want you to know today that you have authority from the king. And it's not a king from this world, but it's the king of kings who is Jesus. And when we have that authority, we don't have to walk in intimidation. And when we have that authority, we don't have to walk into fear. We get to walk in his love because he is love and he loves you. I mean, that's, I mean, we sing that song, like from when we're kids, we sing that song that Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. Yes. Jesus loves me. Like we, it's just, it's almost like we say it too much. Like we just take it for granted. But I love that pastor DJ points this out because I mean, it's a big deal that the king loves us. I, I'm reminded of, there's a few shows that I watch that I'm probably not supposed to watch, <laughs> including uh, The Game of Thrones. <laughs> and so just for the record, I fast forward through the dirty parts, but I watch all like the fighting parts. We talk about this in other podcasts. But anyway, I'm reminded of like, if, if, uh, if a messenger 
is going to like the enemy's camp, but he's got like a, a thing signed by the king or has the king's seal on it. Like he's got like he can do wherever he needs to go. He gets to go there because he's got the king's mm-hmm. seal. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I feel like that's true of us as well. That as adopted children of the king. And that, I mean, this isn't just like a king, like of a kingdom. This is the king of like the universe, right? And we've got like a seal that we're carrying around that gives us the right to be wherever we need to be. And so we're protected by that. Like there's an army, right, of good around us and behind us to get done what God's given us to get done. And so that love, like we should be carrying that like a, like a banner, not like in our pocket. Not as a torch. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, Because how many, I mean. The sad thing is when people think about, you know, Christianity or church, they, they, number one, they think about, you know, the building, but number two, like there's usually a negative connotation, at at least there can be like judgment. Like I can't tell you how many times people think I'm judging them because they know a, that I work at a church or that I'm a Jesus person. Like I'm like, dude, I, I ain't judging you. I mean, like, I don't think what you're participating in is God's best for you. But hey, like I don't have business to judge you. Yeah. Now, like I'm not going to I'm not going to water down the message of Jesus if I have an opportunity to to share that with them like using my words, you know. Right. So like I'm not going to water it down, but like as Paul says like what business do I have to judge you know, like someone who isn't claiming to be Jesus. I'm not going to go to them and be like you should be tithing or you should be doing right. this and right. it's like so like there's this reputation of 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 judgment of condemnation like from like between Jesus people or or Christians and like non-Christians and there's got to be there's got to be like a reconciliation there to go yeah. listen we're not here to judge you like we we believe God wants what's best for you and yeah, it's not what's it's not getting right. something from you. It's actually something for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that because I feel like uh, you're right that a lot of people will just assume that I'm judging them based on my title or my position yeah. or yeah. my life. And so, and not that not my, my life is worth bragging about because it's not. Like I'm just I'm an idiot. But a lot of people say, "Oh, you like you say work at a church or you're a pastor or you're something. Or you must be judging me." I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, because like if you had just knew like yeah. how messed up. I am or how messed up I was like, you'd know that I've got no room to judge you. And furthermore, like, as you were talking about, like mm-hmm. what you'd point out with your words, like even then I feel like I'm not even going to say words until they know that I love and care about them. Like earnestly, like I, I'm not, I'm going to come at them because I need them to be on my team or I need to like have them join my, my multi-level marketing club. Because if I can get them to join, then like I get everything that they get or something, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. It's not like that that I'm called to love you and I'm called to serve you. And when you feel loved and served, you're going to be much more interested in what I have to say about my faith. than if I just come at you with like, you're doing this wrong, I know what the right way is. You need to change your way. And so I feel like when I can love and serve someone, when I can bear their burdens, when I can be a partner with them uh, in their life, then like that ground is like tilled up. It's like, uh, you know, well, yeah, like tilled up like uh, with a tiller. Yeah. One time I rented a tiller because we were, <laughs> trying to do something in our backyard and the only one that they had at martin's hardware didn't have hand grips on it and so it was just like just like bare like poles that you would hold on to okay so like so 
you'd start the tiller and the tiller is made to move forward, right? But the tilling happens when you can hold the tiller still and it okay. digs down rather than digging forward. Sure. And so, but you couldn't hold it still to like, so like you would slip out. And so like, I think I tore a hamstring when I was Ugh. trying to hold this 90 horsepower tiller back. Anyway, but the tiller, <laughs> like I, but if you think about like what happens, like when you open up this tiller right on your ground, you're going to make a garden in your backyard and it goes through the grass and then it goes through that topsoil and then it like gets down into the clay and it gets even harder and harder. But that, that's how you can plant stuff in that ground. But if you just like went under your lawn and just pushed a pumpkin seed, you know, into the, like the, the, nothing's going to happen with that. Right, right. And it's in the tilling or in this case, in our loving and caring and sharing and, and bearing that that's what makes fertile ground in other people's lives. Right. God, and God is calling us to love, yeah. not to intimidate. Right. And too many Christians are trying to intimidate the message of Jesus yeah. into people like, you're going to hell if you don't, yeah. if you don't do this. And, I'm, and I, I want to go, dude, that's not even the message in the first place. Right. Like, I saw, because... Then, then, then there's risk of, wait, so are you telling me that if I don't do these things, I'm not getting into heaven? Listen, you can't earn your way yeah. through, like you cannot. And cause as you said, like, listen, I'm not judging you because I'm better than you. Listen, I am a sinner right. just as much as you right. and God in his grace right. died for me. Like, and I've just come to grips with that, that I can't earn my way. Right. Like I am, I am not worthy of this grace and this mercy that we've all like have this opportunity to come to grips with, to accept. And to like, it's really just as simple as following the person of Jesus. Like, it's not, I do these things now I'm better than you. No, listen, like there's just this thing that we believe happened 2000 plus years ago or whatever that we think is so amazing that like we think following the person of Jesus is going to help you be better at life. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, it, we're, we're not judging. We're not intimidating anyone. Like, like it's, if you saw an awesome movie and you're like, dude, you got to see this movie. Like, it's that same thing. Like, right. dude. Yeah. You're not an idiot if you don't see the movie. Your life is going to be enriched if you see this movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But too, too many of us say, you're an idiot if you don't do this, or shame on you for not doing this, or, right. you know, you're evil for not doing this. And that's what so many Jesus people do, or Christians do, yeah. where they, like, take the social media, or they, you know, take the picket lines, right? And they're, like, shaming people, and, and I don't... I don't know that that was the prop. That's the proper delivery of of the gospel message. Now, for right. sure, like we have to repent from our sins. We have to run from our sins, and yeah. and you know, and and really, like we're learning um, that repentance isn't isn't like punishment. Repentance just means you know what? I don't like this direction that I'm going. I'm going to go in a new direction. Yeah. And so that's all repentance is is going in a new direction. And so to get people to go in a new direction, you can't shame them into that. You have to right. show them the value in that or what it's going to be worth to them. And, and like, certainly there's a big end game of like, then you get to go to heaven. Right. But then in the short term, right, there's, there's wholeness and there's, and there's satisfaction and there's love and there's, and there's hope in the now. Yeah. Like you don't even have to wait for heaven to get your reward to yeah. change direction. Right. That's the message. Not, oh my gosh, you're doing this. You're a sinner. You're going to hell. Right. God hates you. Right. Cause that's not love. That's intimidation. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what's happening now. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. I love that. So listen, that's it. That's our show. 
You did great. Did you have Thanks. fun? I did. Yeah, sure did. that's awesome. Maybe you can come back again. Absolutely. I'd love that. Hey, thanks for joining us for Chewing That. If you uh, enjoyed the podcast, please um, subscribe, share, write a review. Actually, if you could write a review on any one of your favorite uh, podcast platforms, that would be great. More and more people will see it. The more people uh, review and rate uh, and subscribe to uh, this podcast. You can also share it uh, with any of your friends on social media as well. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Chewing That. I'll talk to you next time.